0: Good morning and welcome. Uh, my name is Alexander. Of course, I am going to be your host for this new program. It's uh, History in the Making right now. This is the first program. And of course, we have our guest this morning, who is the Senator and Minister for Culture and Creative Industries, Ms. Fortuna Belrose. You are absolutely making history. But then again, that's not new to you. You you love making history, don't you? Well, I
1: grew up in a, boy, I, I grew up in a home with, um, I was the only among six boys. So that was history for my family. So absolutely. I an
0: and I heard about that too. I heard about Spanish. that little program little part about it. <laughs> yes. Welcome, it's an honor. Thank you so very much for, you know, receiving our calls yes. this morning and um, accepting the invitation to come on board because um, we do believe that there is a there there is a need for it. Uh, as women, we continue to make significant strides. I mean, sometimes people see, especially uh, for a woman of your caliber, we see you at the top of the game, we see you at the head, but we do not understand some of the journeys, some of the challenges that you would have had to take on, taken up, getting to that position. So sometimes, someone just need to stop for a minute and say hey this is a human being and this woman didn't just wake up and ended up at the top so we we want we want to understand that journey going forward. Yeah, thank you. And I think it's so important that we can do that in our society. You know,
1: um, you know, culturally from where women have come from. I think it's important that we as a society take time to recognize that and to see what are those factors that influence women um, and encourage them to be at the top of the game, so that they too can be models for the young people um, who are coming through within our society. So I think it's well done to RCI. I think it's a great initiative, and that's why I came to
0: support you this morning. Absolutely, I appreciate it. Now let. Let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. Who is Fortuna Belvis? Tell us about, you know, things that persons, the ordinary person might not know. What, what are your hobbies? What are the things in your life? What are some of your, your beliefs that have helped you along that journey? Values, your childhood. What was it like? You mentioned you grew up as the only woman in a household with six boys. Yes, so tell us a little bit more about that process. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, of course, I grew up in the city of Castries. Um, We 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 grew up. We began living at first in the Cedars area, and then, of course, we moved into Lastic Hill. Um, My mom had six boys. I was the only girl among the six boys. Um, And of course, the way the way we grew up, the values was that every child in the house mattered. Nobody was above each other. Yes, we had our ranks in terms of where we position ourselves Mm -hmm. at birth. But the fact is, I think the way, the way she read us along with my stepfather, it was that we were all children in the home, we all belong, and nobody was superior to each other. So being the only girl, there was no, no, no favoritism status offered to me as a girl. I grew mm-hmm. up just like the boys. I fought like the boys. Mm-hmm. I did everything the boys did, um, to, to, to gain respect first among your peers because you <laughs> have to go through some challenges yes. to do that. Um, and so it was, yeah, it was, I just grew up as an ordinary, um, youngster within, within the community, um, engaging and doing a lot of things that the boys did more predominantly because, of course, all Around me were boys, and so
0: all I did was play sports and do the things that the boys did. <laughs> we gotta get that, that in not a bit. Do the video. The girls <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, our, our second segment of this program is definitely going to be surrounding, yes, um, yes. you know, your extensive, um, yes. involvement in sports mm, and, yes. uh, of course, what it has brought you yes. up to date. But, yes. um, when you were in, back then growing mm-hmm. up among all these young men and, you know, definitely understanding there was no mm-hmm. privilege awarded to you because you yes, were a woman, that's right. Um, what are some of the aspirations? Can you remember some of the things, some of the hopes and dreams that you had back then?
1: Well, I, I think for me, I always wanted to have a, 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 not wanted to have, but always wanted to be able to give girls the opportunities that I saw that I had. Um, at my age, I think between 8, 9, 10, I was a lot more confident than a lot of girls my age um because i was more exposed to the boys i think um my my dominance mm-hmm. um was always clear when i was if young <laughs> girls like myself and so for me i was perceived as being a tomboy ah. um and the girls would remember me at that time in Elastic hill would always see me you know as somebody who was forceful and forthright um and you know sort of they never ventured you know too near me because i was just too strong a character i'll tell I think you what that is
0: that is what it was i'll okay. tell you what mm-hmm. the first time i heard you speak mm-hmm. um per- personally yes. i heard you speak i i also got a, a, a sense of that strength mm-hmm. no i misinterpreted it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i did not have that appreciation sure. yes. of where your childhood yes. came from yes. how you viewed life because yes. you were the only girl and you just yes. had to fit in you didn't yes. have this so you 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 just turn straightforward person yes. when you speak yes. and if Absolutely. you it, with the absence of that reality yeah you, you would not have it, known you could have misinterpreted yeah, yeah and that's it. So,
1: true and, there and, and I think so too, a lot of people, so be the, the, the first impression by,
0: whoa, that woman. This yes. woman rough and Yeah, girl, rough and yeah. Tough. But no, yes.
1: I, I grew up in an environment where we were taught to be confident. Mm-hmm. And if you look through all my siblings, you would see that level of confidence manifested in whatever they do. Um, and so I, I'm happy that my mom did that for all of us, you know, treated all of us with, with respect, both her and my stepfather. Mm-hmm. My father was in England, um, literally for most of my life. Um, mm-hmm. so I grew up with my stepfather and my mom, um, in the home. And so it, it was a good relationship because we all, we grew up as a Christian family. Um, we went to church on a Sunday. We did the things. We were in the choir. We got involved, um, in the church very deeply. Um, and, and you know, that, that was basically life, you know, for us back then, you know, not, we were not the richest uh, families, but I think my mom always provided our three meals for us and was always able to cater for us in the way that parents are expected to cater for their children.
0: Absolutely. Um, I want to, I want to lighten it up a little bit, go a little Mm -hmm. bit further in Mm -hmm. terms of, um, maybe there's that one thing that you want to share with us that, uh, persons may not know, but you think, you know, Maybe you don't mind sharing that, that that persons would not know about Fortuna. We are about to get into your extensive, you know, political life and your mm-hmm. sports, your mm-hmm. your life in in mm-hmm. sports, which is what everybody is aware of. And of course, we would want to go there yeah. to talk about your mm-hmm. y- you and um, some of the dreams and aspirations you have, mm-hmm. especially now being mm-hmm. a, a policymaker, if you mm-hmm. want to call it that. But mm-hmm. um, you know, we we really want persons to get to see that other right. side, that yeah. that side that normally people don't get to see. So if there's one thing that you think the world doesn't know about um, Fortuna, that you would share, um, to lighten up things a bit. What would that be?
1: <laughs> I really have no idea because my <laughs> life really has been an open book. I think I am blessed in a sense that I, I grew up in, um, in an era where we, we, we were out and about a lot, mm-hmm. a, very, a, a lot. Um, and so I always chose to walk the straight and narrow path. Um, and, and more importantly though, as a, as a youngster, um, i think the fear of god was always in me so <laughs> i grew up having this strong belief you understand in the creator and so my lifestyle would not be maybe the ordinary person's lifestyle you oh, know wow. i think we were well we were well brought up you know as youngsters in the in the community um for me i don't think i have anything in my closet i i, I really <laughs> if there is maybe somebody should call
0: and tell oh, me <laughs> Go a little bit there and prompt you. Yes. What is your favorite food? What do you like to eat? For hours, they invite you over for lunch. What, what, what would be my Michael, my
1: hit? If there's one thing we <laughs> love in that family is food. My mother taught us. My mother taught us how to eat, how to eat. And in fact, I have a son who is 40. well he was when he was 14, he came upstairs and he said to me, Mommy, you know, Grandma taught me how to eat a whole avocado. <laughs> you know." And so, food has always been a big part of our life because my grandmother had a estate in Millet, right. and so every Saturday we just got the food. We got. Everything we wanted <laughs> to the extent that my mom would share with the neighborhood. You right, know, that, that right. that's how it was in those days. You know, and so yeah, food is a big part of my life. I love my food. Um it doesn't su- matter what? Well, I'm particular in the sense that I like the sweet food. Now I like the yellow yam, I like the kush kush, I like the you know, I don't ripe eat dashin, I love the ripe plantains, Some I like the sweet potatoes. potatoes. That's oh, right. Nice. <laughs> but I don't eat I don't eat dashin because I'm allergic to it, and I don't oh. eat ripe bananas. Because oh. the story of the ripe bananas is that when I was about nine, I think I had too many any. And my system rejected it. And ever since that time, my system just repels the smell of the ripe banana. So I can't eat it.
0: I think I've probed you enough on that personal side of life. And mm-hmm. I, like I said, um, you know, half an hour for a woman with your life. And mm-hmm. I, like I said, um, you know, half an hour for a woman with your s- such extension. Mm-hmm. Um, it, half an hour is not enough. So you might yes. have to be a second guest, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we might have to bring you back That's around okay. to touch on some others. Um, but what we will do right now is take a break. And yes. when we come back, we're going to go into uh, your life right now as okay. a senator and a policymaker. Absolutely. So we'll do that. We are speaking with uh, Miss Fortuna Belrose. She is, of course, our first guest making history on this program right here. She speaks. We'll be back. As women, we continue to play a pivotal role in the society. However, the woman's role has significantly evolved over the years. In our St. Lucia society, women are making significant contributions to nation building, and it's critical that we highlight those achievements. At RCI, we recognize the importance of creating a platform to focus on women and highlight their achievements with the aim of inspiring all members of society. And so, she will speak. She Speaks, aired every Tuesday, 10.30 a.m., only on RCI and we rack and of course um, off mic we were talking because there was a question i wanted to ask but i didn't want to put her on the spot uh, before we go into her political life um, i was asking about you you're a marri- you yes, married yes. Um, with a woman of that kind of uh, you know sometimes powerful women outspoken women like ourselves we tend to have a an issue when it comes to partners getting partners people are men are normally intimidated by us what what say you to that <laughs> Well, interestingly,
1: I think when I met my husband 30, maybe 37 years ago, um, that was really my first boyfriend. I think, for, yes, he was my first boyfriend. That's George ah. Belrose. And George was a very secure young man. He knew what he wanted for himself. He was a very popular sportsman at the time. And so he was coming to me with his own... Celebrity status, sort of. Oh, okay. You understand? okay. so, so he was it was yeah. He was on par, he was on par. and I, and and I think and I think the level of confidence he demonstrated in the field of play was also what he exuded when he was around me. Oh, okay. you understand? So I literally was yeah following and going yeah, <laughs> okay,
0: boss. You understand that okay. kind of thing? Because um, someone might think yes. Um, I, I normally listen to Joyce Myers, and she yeah. said that all the time. She said, "I am this powerful person that does this ministry, yeah. and that's what you see." But when I get back home, oh yeah, I am a wife, and I know my place in my in home. <laughs> That's
1: right. And it's the same thing in our relationship. I think we, we, we understand that. And I think what is interesting about George is that he 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 looks to encourage and mm-hmm. support you understand? He provides that support, you know, from behind the scenes. He's not a he's not the type of face you'll see everywhere. Right. He's not a bragger and a, he goes around. But you know, he's talking. a strong, oh, strong but he's a strong behind person behind the scenes. And so I think the support he gives me is is phenomenal. You know, I'm and he has his way of showing that support. You know, sometimes it's not what you think it is, right? But it's the support is there, you know, through thick and thin. And I can give that story <laughs> because I recall when I decided to go into the political arena. Right,
0: which we're about to talk to talk to in well, a bit. There
1: you go. Um, um, so so we were in the house, and he said, you know, these people kept coming to my home. You know, they, they're mm-hmm. people from the constituency. And he kept saying to me, you need to tell the people something. You need to give them an answer. Yes. And so, okay, I thought about it. And I said to him, okay, I'll give them an answer. But he did <laughs> not know what the answer was. Oh. That's the issue. He did not know
0: what the answer he was. He just knew that you have to answer. I had to answer And he didn't that probe you into what your answer me, was going to be. He didn't
1: push me. He just left it for me to decide. Oh. And so... When I made up my mind that I was going into this thing, I said mm-hmm. to him, Okay, I've made up my mind He said, What do you tell him? I said, Well, I'm on. Right. And boy, he didn't talk to me for three weeks. <laughs> Because that was the last thing, you know, that was the last thing on his mind. In fact, yes. I even recall him telling his friends, you know, um, boy, if she goes in that area, I'm going to divorce her. Oh, oh, man. But that didn't happen. But that course. didn't happen. And he's my strongest support. I mean, he's the shoulder that I lean on um, most times. And so, but it has been good. We've got three children, three mm-hmm. wonderful kids, two in the U.S., one here. Um, my last daughter is now at um, university, finishing off in May. And so we've had a good life. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on women in leadership? Well, I think women in leadership, there are several things. Um, For women in leadership, I think the first thing is the recognition that you are there with the object of trying to ensure that you craft that niche Mm -hmm. for others to come after you you know you need to make that space and make that way and that's how we should really live that it's not only about us but it's about creating that pathway for other persons to come through and walk through as well and so for women leaders in our society i think that is really the object they want mm-hmm. to be able to make their mark but at the same time you want to be the the, the type of influence mm-hmm. you understand that other persons would aspire you know to be like and that's that's very important for us um, as women as women leaders women leaders of course They're very, very sensitive, Mm -hmm. you know, and not sensitive, but conscious, you understand of what is happening around them. And uh, they're always looking to shape, you know, the, the, the environment to ensure that persons benefit from that experience. I don't think women leaders are um, all about themselves. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, it's about teaching our society lessons, you know, for us to be a better place, you know, and that's what I've seen of the women leaders. You understand that I associate when you look okay. at the the, poli- the the political ladies. Mm-hmm. You look at um, Gail. You look at Sarah Sarah Flatt right. They're always looking to craft something. You understand to make that change and get people to be more conscious. But of which, what would, it is which would that have lead,
0: led me to my next yeah. um, question for you? Your mm-hmm. journey in in, in in the political and sporting Mm -hmm. arena. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you satisfied with the progress that women are making in in these two two, two areas? Well, I think it's there. And again, for me, when I speak, you have to
1: look at my background. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think there was anything in my background that limited me in terms of what I wanted to do. And I think it's very important that parents in particular understand that. You should never limit your children. Because once you limit them and you put doubt in them, then that's where the issues come. Because they're not able to manifest or they're not able to go after their goals and their aspirations and their dreams. So for my mom, who was not a wealthy woman, um, for my dad, who lived in England, I think the important thing was for us to just have the type of life Mm -hmm. that would allow us to continue to pursue our dreams. And so, when I went into the public service, it was deliberate. It was deliberate because I wanted to contribute to the development of sport. And all through my records, you would see that that's really what Such I wanted to do. Such an extensive contribution towards that's the sporting yes. and arena. And, and, and so, the sport helped shape who I am. And I think I would want to be able to give that back into society. And I'm doing so in right. a number of ways, in particularly now heading the Olympic Committee.
0: Right. Because as a policymaker, yes. how do you now, be, based on your experience, understanding how powerful Sports could be mm-hmm. in terms of well rounding you yes. as a, as an individual. Mm-hmm. What are some of the policies that you think you you you, you can influence in, mm-hmm. in terms of ensuring that that sort of uh you know in, is inspired downwards in yeah. towards schools? Yeah. Um, you know that's going to help our sporting women yeah. along the way. So how are you now making that contribution? Like t- through. Well, well, there's uh, several levels, you know. At the government level, I think the
1: government's policy is very clear in terms of what it wants to do for sport and how it intends to reach the, the ground. Um, mm-hmm. At the level of the Olympic Committee now, we have an avenue where we can continue to provide support for those women who are better. At the mm-hmm. game, at better in sports, the opportunities for them to continue to go out and excel and continue to do well um, through the support grants that we receive from the international community. Mm-hmm. Our job there is to tap as much as we can to enable them and to support them, you know, through that process, because you recognize that not everybody has the means. Mm-hmm. And so we have to enable and facilitate those who do not have those opportunities. I
0: know it's not. It's, uh, you might have a lot of ideas because, mm-hmm. of course, you, you you sport seems to be a, a big love and a passion mm-hmm. For you. Mm-hmm. So I, I know operating within a body, mm-hmm. you know, it might be difficult. Some of the things that you may want to mm-hmm. see happen that you know is going to happen. Sometimes it's got to take a backseat. Um, maybe you're not happy about it and, and you would like to see it. But of, of course, it's a team and mm-hmm. a team effort has to be put in. But if you had the chance to implement at least one policy that would create more opportunities for women in general, what would it be? one policy that would create more, more opportunities, opportunities for women for women i think
1: what i would probably do is provide a greater level of funding support you understand to facilitate the programming for women across not only sports but all events all all um, aspects when you look at the crisis center the number of women who are in crisis yes we have men in crisis but the number we have 20 something thousand single family homes, you know, in this society. And so it means that there are a number of areas where, where, where women are, you mm-hmm. know, that need to be financed to provide them the support to enable them and their families to do to do better. Gone are the days when we grew up. When we grew up, it was the whole village raises. us. Yes, exactly. so, so you behave one way in the community and everybody would know by yes, the end of the day yes. when your parents get home yes. that you'd probably get some blows if anything you know, if it doesn't go, you know, if it's not what they want you to do. But we don't have that support system now. Some people do not have it. And where I sit every week, I hear the stories of broken families, you know, of mothers struggling with their daughters, or mothers and daughters sharing the same boyfriend. You understand? These are things that were unheard of you know, in our time. If it was there, we were not hearing it. But you see these things every day. And so we need to be able to provide the support personnel mm-hmm. to enable these people to assist them, you know, in delivering themselves,
0: you know, from the ills that have befallen them. Absolutely. Um Before we come out of the segment, of course, we're about to wrap up. It's mm-hmm. only half hour, like I said. We need so much mm-hmm. more time to have uh, a long conversation. Mm-hmm. I might just take it up on my own and have a <laughs> do a documentary, yourself and I. But, um you know, you are also now, Sanisa, in uh, creative industry, it's yeah. it's falls under your portfolio portfolio right now um, one might think how do you now make the link because your your extensive background is through mm-hmm. sporting and how do you make a link now by your extensive knowledge and experience in sport mm-hmm. how do you see that enhancing the creative industry yeah well I think for me coming through a background of sports sports mm-hmm. is a very structured you know
1: um, route mm-hmm. yeah and so for me coming through with that structured background, I think what I saw in in the creative industries and also in culture was a lot of chaos. You understand right. because it was not structured. it just happened because mm-hmm. it's who we are, what we you know you know our our, our okay. culture is okay. who we are, what we do when we do, and how we do it and so it's it's about trying to understand that, but yet still trying to work and ensuring that at all times the majority you understand benefits from what we are doing, and so we have the awesome task of revisiting our, our creative industries, trying to ensure that the communities, trying to ensure that our vendors, trying to ensure that our citizens who are involved in creating art, mm-hmm. you understand, deliver the best quality product. And so the support Support programs mm-hmm. are what we're looking at to enable that to happen. The whole question of the incentives for the sector to ensure that people have the, the the raw materials that they need to be able to do the product, you know, and to create their products is what we are trying to do. So creating the right environment is what we're all about, and I think we're well on our way to to doing that. Right, and 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 the
0: element of structure yeah. is is your stronghold bit right, and that's what you bring into the yes, West. absolutely. Tell you what. We'll be back again. we take another break. When we come back, we take it to another. I mean, we we had to structure this so well because we could go on and on and be all over the place again. We yes. needed structure for this one. <laughs> so we're going to take a break again. To those of you just joining us, I have with me uh, Ms. Fortuna Belrose, um, who is the Senator and the Minister for Culture and Creative Industries. And she's our first guest ever on yeah. She Speaks, that new program that we have initiated right here to highlight the achievements and the journeys of our women in our society with an aim to help inspire others we'll be back shortly she speaks as women we continue to play a pivotal role in the society however the woman's role has significantly evolved over the years in our st lucia society women are making significant contributions to nation building and it's critical that we highlight those achievements at RCI, we recognize the importance of creating a platform to focus on women and highlight their achievements with the aim of inspiring all members of society. And so, she will speak. She Speaks. Aired every Tuesday, 10.30 a.m. Only, only on RCI. And there we are again, having a whole conversation outside of the whole conversation. So there we are. Ms. Uh, Berwitz, well we are back. And we, we you know... I I was just asking because I wanted to this is a, the, the next place I wanted to go with you because remember this program is designed to inspire mm-hmm. I mean you have uh, you know you have quite a background I mean mm-hmm. a person's and your 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 bio is up it's up uh, publicly so persons mm-hmm. can go and have a look at it and it's so extensive mm-hmm. you know to have, to have achieved so much you were once the um the deputy permanent secretary mm-hmm. before you became the actual mm-hmm. permanent secretary, mm-hmm. um, journeys, so many accolades mm-hmm. under that, that, that belt of that little lady right mm-hmm. there that I'm speaking, um, to this morning. During all of that journey, uh, were there any obstacles, uh, you know, your journey, success, obstacles, failures, any of those you want to share with us? You know? And if the, if you do, did have any of those moments, how did you handle it?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 don't know. I never see obstacles. I think that's the, the challenge with me. I see, I see challenges. I see, um, obstacles as really opportunities, you mm-hmm. know, to be able to do things. And I recall having a permanent secretary one time who said to me, well, when you put an obstacle in your way, you have to find a way around it or above it or underneath it. Mm-hmm. But there must be a way. And so for me, I never see Challenges. I see, I see, I see opportunities to go out there and do better. Um, I think one of the key things in the, in the public service, um, for me, one, maybe one of the more defining moments was, if you recall, in 1997, the government passed through this affirmative action, mm-hmm. um, 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 um law. The government had changed, um, uh, okay. Dr. Kenyatta's government came in, came in and, in and they time. instituted something called affirmative action. And they also opened up There was a position opened up as director of youth and sports. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I felt, given my extensive background in sports, that Mm -hmm. I should have applied, you know, for that position. And so I went, I applied, and from all indications, I topped the interview. Mm
0: -hmm. But I
1: was not given the job because, again, it's government shifting their policy, Mm -hmm. and they figured it was time to bring in their own person, you know, to run the show. And so... So that uh, f- for me, okay, the position was made very clearly, you're not the one we want to do this job, and not so that you were
0: not capable. Not
1: that I was not capable. I think it all had to do with government policy. Mm-hmm. you know and being in government now, I understand the whole question of you know w- what the thinking perhaps was mm-hmm. with respect to you know moving in the direction for sport. Not mm-hmm. that I would not have moved it, but right. I think because I was not perceived as a, a, a political person. Right you understand, so that, 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 what, that's my thing. It, right, which is what they, they seem to have wanted and thought it would have worked you Mm -hmm. know, um, for them. And so I was denied that opportunity. But my response to that, I think, was the greatest. What was Um, it? I got the opportunity to to respond to the minister and indicate to him that the person he had put there had been so green, I'd never seen a shade of green before. (laughs) So (laughs) I took pleasure in that one.
0: (laughs) I mean, now I can really reflect and laugh back at that one. And I could so, imagine the fire that so, came out with, you know. Oh man, you so know, I, I, I got the
1: opportunity to move. But I think more importantly, um it was PS um did it goes, Jules, mm-hmm. who who said it good. Fortuna, you lost that battle, but I think you'll win the war in the end. And right. so that was that was very reassuring too. And that, that made sense. Oh yeah. And, was and you. being in the public service, I think the fact that you can move around, you mm-hmm. understand, to various government ministries works. And I got the opportunity now to go across right. to the Ministry of Local Government and work in that in that in that um in that social transformation ministry. So for me, again, there was a there was an obstacle, but I found a very good way. Given my attitude and demeanor and approach to life, you understand, to find a way out of that situation, but still be in a position today. To continue to contribute in the field that I love
0: so There well. you go. You understand? You go. So it's about go. the way you respond. And that is an inspiring yes, moment. Yes,
1: absolutely. Th- which b-
0: takes me, we're about yes. to wrap up. We Listen, this time went so fast. You yes. see what I'm talking yes. about. Yes. Um, we're about to wrap up. So uh, l- let's speak now to the inspiration. If you mm-hmm. were to advise other women out there to inspire them some b- what was some of the advice that you would mm-hmm. give to our women or persons listening right now to yeah. inspire I, them? I
1: think the key to the key to success or the key to achieving every, anything that you want is to establish those goals. If you set the goals for yourself Then you can go after them In the way that you you, you want Systematically, step by step And you can count these blessings every day But if you don't have a focus then that is where the challenge comes in because you're all over the place and you're not in sync with your own self, in harmony with yourself as you look to approach and achieve the goal that you've set for yourself. The important thing is is having a goal and working towards a, you know, re- realizing that goal and having a vision for yourself as well. If you have that vision, then you know that everything you do will ultimately get you to that point once you can measure it you know um, effectively so that that would be my key you know um, message to the women stay focused
0: select your goals wisely and work towards them absolutely miss mm-hmm. bellrose it's been Mrs. belrose It, it is an honor. And like I said, I think we need you for another program. We'll let you know. Um, we'll give you enough time because we know you are busy. Yes. You're, you're, you're yes. pressed for time. Um, that's why we were so honored that you were able to join us this morning. Cause I know we just unfolded the, um, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. soleil, um, that's um, right. and you're, you, don't you even you're gone there. yes. exactly. Yes. We okay. just unfolded that. And yes. we, I know you have a lot, um, yes. uh, on your plate right yes. now, but you definitely took the opportunity and you made history with us this morning and we appreciate yeah. it. Thank you very much. That was really good to yeah. hear. Some of the
1: sides that people don't know, yeah, you know, to get to that. And, and my side. name is Deborah. Uh, many people probably would not know who Fortuna is, but Deborah, Deborah is the name I grew up you know, in the community. Everybody was Deborah, 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 Deborah. Okay. So uh, there was one time I actually had to find out well who was Fortuna, now. <laughs> who is, you know. So I had to determine whether I want to keep aspects of Deborah and bring it into Fortuna, Ooh. and take Fortuna and bring her into Deborah, <laughs> you know. <before. laughs> Let me tell you. So there's a lot of excitement around that. <laughs>
0: I again, am, I'm, I'm it was an honor yes. and of course, uh, we look forward to more yes. and, and, and thank you again for being our first guest. Yeah. On She Speaks. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure being here. Absolutely. It was, it was. To our listeners, of course, it's been an honor and this is the first program. You can join us again next Tuesday. We'll have another guest, um, where we uh, put the spotlight on another one of our uh, striving, aspiring women who have achieved and continues to achieve. And you definitely, and like we said, if you have anybody, because we do not just want it, of course, of course course we know Fortuna and the, the, the persons within the um the public um service and, and, and you know prominent prominent people but you if there's anybody in your community that you think um you know if you if you think that they are worthy, or you think that they, they 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 have a story that we should hear about, then feel free to link us up and let us know. Give us the information, and we'll be more than happy to highlight or put the spotlight on that person to help inspire someone else. So we'll be back in just a bit at 11 o'clock. We do it with the compliments of KFC. We'll be back.
1: She speaks.